Hi, I'm Ori, and you're listening to episode 62 of Who's on Top. And since we're all here together in minus person, Jacob. minus Jacob, we're going to sing you a little song. Ready? Who's on top? Who's on top? Who's going to be the king of the crop? Who's going to hit the game with a mic drop? You don't know, but we just might. If you want to find out, check us out tonight with Jeremy. Jacob, and Ellery's too. And Fox, Fox, Fox added Ori, and we have a crew. Woo! All right, with that ragtag introduction, uh, it is episode 62. It is May 17th of the year 2021, and the boys, minus Jacob, are all back together in my garage. It's nice to be back, everyone. Uh, sipping water <laughs> like a little oversized chipmunk. We got the Russian machine at Ellis Gordon. What's up, guys? And I mean, your studio, your state-of-the-art studio. It is, it is a state-of-the-art studio. Slash um, workout room. Slash workout room. It was funded by all our advertisers. You know, thank you guys. Thank you to fans. Speaking out of turn, we got the tatted man, Jeremy Giles. That's right. I got a nice Sharpie tattoo, you know, to cover my body all over <laughs> at your service. And finally, we got the cutie himself, Daniel Fox. Uh, let's get her going! Let's Okay. <laughs> All right. We have an amazing episode planned for you. The main uh, meat of the podcast will be basketball. But how are we going to start a podcast without some tip-off? So, Daniel, take it away. Welcome to the first ever live, in-person, tip-off. Oh, you guys don't get to do it. But, as always, we're going to start off with a little baseball. And the big news over the past two weeks, I think, in my opinion, has been Albert Pujols. Goodbye, Albert. Being cut by the Los Angeles (laughs) Angels of Anaheim. (laughs) And moving a little bit up, or left, or south, Mm. or east. I don't know the difference between Anaheim and Los Angeles. That's a good question. Anaheim's north, right? Anaheim's north. Well, we moved somewhere. Anaheim's an hour north. He's going to play for the Los Angeles Dodgers now. We know the Dodgers, they have Max Muncy at first base, Matt Beattie, Cody Bellinger can play a little first base. They have Mookie Bats. Yeah. <laughs> so they don't really need um, a first baseman, so Pools will probably just be a pitcher. Anaheim is south of Los Angeles. So you're moving north. Oh, yeah, cool. This is really important, guys. Yeah. So you will probably story. just be a pitch hitter off the bench against lefties and try and chase one more ring. Um, speaking of the Dodgers, Corey Seager broke his hand, one of the best shortstops in baseball. He's going to be out four weeks. And some teams that have been hot, the Astros and the White Sox. The Astros have won six in a row, and uh, the White Sox have also won eight of their last ten. So two teams in the AL getting hot. The Yankees are also hot. That's been baseball this last two weeks. It's been a little slow, a little slow, but it's May. Fenway Park's going to have full capacity starting May 29th. We love Very to see that. We love to yep. see that. But something for a little less fun, a little more sleepy, let's go to Ellis with some UFC. On the contrary, the UFC had UFC 262 this week, which was a lightweight, mostly fast. Um, in the co-main event, Ferguson, third straight loss to Benil Dariush, who is now on a seven-game win streak. Ferguson fan favorite, most likely going to get cut, but... Had some pretty memorable moments so in the UFC. what happens when you get cut from the um, UFC? You just get signed to other... The UFC is not the only fighting game, like fighting um, company in the game. There's also Bellator. There's also TNT. Um, so you can just go to one of those. They're obviously not as big. And Ferguson will be good at one of those. And he was 
before this three-fight losing streak, he was the on a 12-fight winning streak and was like the seventh best fighter in the in the world. So like, I mean, he had a great career in the UFC. His career's obviously not over. Probably the most exciting fighter to watch. Sad had to go out this way, but he's getting a little older. And all congrats to Benil Dariush. And in the T's co and P's. T's and yeah, T's and P's. In the co-main event that everyone was watching, the lightweight title featuring the new the new man Michael Chandler. And the old head, who's actually not that old, just been in the UFC for a long time, Charles Oliveira, or as some call him, mostly British, Charles Olives. And after a great first round in which Oliveira was hanging by a thread, almost got knocked out multiple times by Chandler's wrestling and then striking, Oliveira landed the cleanest right hook, eight seconds into the second round, completely turning the tides, proceeded to knock out the American Chandler, 20 seconds later, and win the UFC title after 11 years in the promotion. Great story. Started off first 18 fights in the UFC, 10 and 8. Recently been on the last next nine fights, 9 and 0. Wins the title. A great story. And if Poirier wins in July, it will most likely fight um, Poirier for the belt. If not, then the lightweight's up to grab. So it's probably right now, I can confidently say, maybe other than... Um, Welterweight, I can obviously say lightweight right now is probably the most talented division. I can say 10 fighters winning the strap other than Olivier, but Olivier is the king of them all for now. And Chandler, who had a great fight, just got caught a little out, will be back. So that's the UFC. And speaking of lightweight, let's take it back to Daniel Fox to wrap it up. Oh, look what I see what you did there. Oh, now I'm in a good mood. Well, I'm always in a good mood after tip-off. It was a great tip-off because we heard a lot from Ellis Gordon. But on to another person who I love hearing from, Ori. Back to you. All right, let's get to the meat of the podcast. We're going to talk about basketball today since playoff games start tomorrow. Uh, remember, we have a, kind of a weird rule this year with the play-in tournament. Ellis, do you want to kind of explain to us what the play-in tournament looks like? Yeah, so the play-in tournament is going to be the 7 and 8 seed for facing off with the 9 and 10 seed for two for, spots, Yeah, for both me. east and west. So how it's going to work is 7 and 8 seed, winner of that game, going to the playoffs. The loser plays the, the winner of the 9 and 10 game to see who makes the 8th seed in the playoffs. And that works both for East and West. But we're going to save the play-in series for our prediction segment, so we're going to keep you waiting on that. Let's just talk about the solidified candidates of the, of the playoffs. And let's talk about, let's start with my Knicks playing the Hawks, one of the hottest teams with two of the hottest players in the country, Randall and Barrett. I think they can have a chance to go far. I really do. I'm not sure they'll beat the 76ers. I think they'll beat the Hawks. I'm not sure they'll beat the 76ers in the second round. But you never know with this current Knicks team. But it's great just to see competitive Knicks basketball. Any hot takes? Any um, predictions for the games? What are we feeling, Jeremy, Ori, Dan? I mean, I think it's pretty incredible that the Knicks, like, not only made the playoffs, but are, you know, top 50%. Um, in terms of like being seated very highly, um, but you know miracles do happen, and they will make the playoffs um, like we thought. But making it past the Hawks, the Hawks have been a very underrated team this year. Uh, Trey Young had a little bit of a fall off year, but John Collins and some other of, it, of their big men are doing very very well. So I don't know. I, I think this will be closer than people think it is. I know we have some New York bias here, and I'm always happy to see the Knicks doing well, uh, but what do you think, Jeremy? I think for me, it's very much a hard series. First of all, just commendations to the Knicks for getting here. 
I think I might have to say the Knicks just because they have such a deep roster. And from like OG, from like Obi Toppin to RJ Barrett to Julius Randle, they have like multiple people that at least have been playing like stars. I don't know if I'd consider them in most years stars. But, I mean, the Hawks, they still have Trey Young. I, I guess to me, the thing about the Knicks that worries me is a bit that they're one of these teams that are an amazing effort team, does super well in the regular season, but then it's kind of just the regular season, right? Like, we haven't really seen Julius Randle being Julius Randle in the playoffs yet. It's a fair for point. All, for all we know, you could absolutely collapse. Like, I know that's a very common thing among players. Like, we all hear that at Harden a lot. We hear that about, like, that's why I'm with Paul George last year. So, I think, based on what I know... And made part of the New York bias that I like the Knicks. I, I'm not a huge basketball fan for particular teams. I'd say I'm a Knicks fan, so I really do hope they do well. So I'm going to go with the Knicks, but I am kind of skeptical of the Knicks. And honestly, even if they win this, I think they lose the next round. And the issue with the East is that you got the 76ers, you got the Nets, and those are really the only... I'd be shocked if any other team comes out of the East other than those two. I'd be really shocked if Bucks. it's not the Nets, but... The Bucks. I just don't think that... We'll more... get to the Bucks later. Yeah, I mean, we can get to the Bucks, but I think those are the two clear favorites, mm-hmm. no matter what you think. The West, on the other hand, I mean, the West really have, I would say, seven teams that really they can... can compete yeah. with yeah. anyone yeah. that comes out. And well, like, it's also like, you know... Yeah, I would say seven. feel like a super team right now, and the Sixers... Yeah. I mean, it's just more even in the West, because I feel like every West team has some flaws... Even if you're talking about the Suns, who had such a great season. Okay, what do they do in the playoffs? They haven't been there. And the Jazz, we've talked about them as sort of the Hawks from, like, what, 2015? Yeah. Just, um, you know, not, you know, we know about Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, but do they have, like, the stars to match up with the Clippers or the Lakers? And, of course, the the big X factor is if the Lakers even get past. I mean, they are the seventh seed, so they have sort of the... Easy, but they still have to go. We'll have to go on the road and play, we'll play, we'll play we'll tough seeds. And we'll talk. I mean, to, we'll talk about like the Lakers mm-hmm. in the playoff game. Well, yeah. Another thing to know with the West is real quick is that I mean you got these teams that are literally only ahead by a seed because of tiebreakers. So yeah. the Suns, Blazers, Lakers, and Mavericks all had the same record. They just tiebreaker decided the seeding, and the Warriors were only yeah. three games behind. And the Clippers and Nuggets had the same record too. Just tiebreaker decided the series. Yeah, so these are teams that are. Throughout the series, um, throughout the season, show that they are very evenly matched and very good. And it would just show, just to show you, like how insane the difference is. Like with the kind of season Steph Curry's had, I wouldn't be shocked as if the Warriors played in Eastern Conference if they were like what the fourth seed, maybe said the Knicks, like around there. Oh, with, um, like, I, I, guess, I, I can tell you right now. I mean, it's hard to compare. It's, it's hard to compare. It's but hard. To, they'd actually be worse than the Knicks, but only by two games. But they'd be. It's also because they're. But playing I, that's why. That's hunt. why I'm saying. Jeremy yeah. says, if you like swap if the you Knicks swap. and the Warriors, the Warriors would probably be like a maybe top three, top four seed. Yeah, that's my point. The Knicks that's would be my point. Maybe wouldn't even make the playoffs. It isn't right. the record. It's that's like, fair. it just I don't know. To me, like every every team in the top eight could be a legit contender. Like, I would not be shocked. I don't think the Warriors are a legit contender just because they're carried by one man that uh, I don't think is possible. But he's quite the man. He's quite the man, but in the end of the day, I don't... Th- uh, yeah, I just don't think... Okay. Okay. But sevens, for sure. Bucks heat, a playoff matchup from... a uh, Playoff rematch from last year. I mean, pretty similar teams, right? I mean, who really left? And the Heat took the took it last time, but I have to say, obviously, the Bucks are the favorites as being the three seed, and I like the Bucks. You know, they're a team that's being slept on with all the focus on the Nets and the 76ers, but they still have Giannis, they still have Chris Middleton, Eric Bledsoe, and they're still a really good team. So I think the Bucks will win this series in about six. I mean, this might be my favorite first-round matchup, simply because 
of if you remember last year, right? Everyone like this is the year of the Bucks, right? The Bucks are gonna win it. The East is really weak. This is their clear year, and the Heat obviously interrupted that and stopped that. So I feel like for me, I think I'll go with the Bucks this year. I think last year the Heat, not that they're a bad team, but kind of they got hot very much at the right time, which was really beneficial for them. This year, I just don't see necessarily the same kind of thing happening. The Bucks are a very, very good team. And I know often Giannis doesn't necessarily play as well in the playoffs. I don't think that'll happen in the first round. I think we might see that in later rounds. But I don't know. I feel like the Bucks have almost gone through a change, right? After two back-to-back MVP campaigns, they were rated so highly. Now I feel like they're almost underrated, right? Everyone's like, okay, it basically was a fraud. And now I feel like it's... They don't have nearly the pressure they had in previous years. I feel like they're trying to kind of go out and prove it. All right, let's talk about Clippers, Mavericks. A great series, no doubt. But in the end, especially with Porzingis not having his best season, there's only one man. Eh, yeah, I'm only going, there's only one man I've seen carry a team on his back by himself, and that's LeBron James. Luka Doncic, no doubting his greatness. But I still don't think he can carry a team by himself. Meanwhile, the Clippers have Kawhi Leonard, Paul George. They've got a deep, deep roster. And, you know, everyone's saying, well, Paul George can't play in the playoffs. We forget that his name before the season was Playoff P. And, yeah, he had a bad, before last season, sorry. He had a bad playoffs last season, but he was Playoff P beforehand. I think he gets it right back on track. I think he has too much hate. I see Jeremy's Bucks take, I see very, like, Clippers. I think this Clippers team is very good. I don't know if they're going to win it all, but against this Mavericks team who... I think are being carried by Luca a little bit. I, I I just think that's the truth. I think that he can't carry them in a seven game series past the Clippers. But hey, he did it last um, year. I think this is probably, in my opinion, the most exciting first round matchup Definitely. that we have set so far. We'll see if the Lakers play the Suns. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Because you have the Clippers on one hand, who I pick to reach the finals, and I think the reason their record is well is low is because they've sort of you know their foot hasn't always been on the gas this season. And then you have the Mavericks, which is one of the most exciting players in basketball. And I think this is just a really good 4-5 matchup. I think it's going to go 7. But I have to give the edge to the Clippers, uh, just with their experience. Not the Clippers having experience, but Paul George Kawhi's experience. And I just think it's their time, and I think they're going to get it done. All right, let's move on to our last matchup. Nuggets versus Trailblazers. Nikola Jokic, definitely this year's frontrunner for MVP. Um, right now, Steph Curry's definitely making a case, but right now it's Nikola. So what do we guys think? MVP gets it done here? Straight up, yes, I do. I think that it's very hard because Dame Time's amazing, and Dame Time is known for being incredibly Jeremy, clutch. Dame Time? Damien Lillard. Yeah. He's on the Trailblazers. And he's known for being incredibly clutch, and I think he definitely could pull it out. But... Jokic has just been having an amazing year. I think the bigger thing to me about Jokic is that his amazing year makes everyone else on his team's year better. I know they don't have Jamal Murray anymore, and thus for the playoffs that might be have better implications, more implications later, but I don't think they lose in the first round. I, I'm rolling with the Trailblazers. We're going to go with a little diversion here. I think the loss of Jamal Murray really hurts them, and I just think, hey, this is a, shooting, this is a guards game. This is a three-point uh, that's what the league is right now, and I'll take Damian Willard and CJ McCollum over Nikola Jokic and Carmelo Anthony, of course. So I mean, it's gonna uh, be a great. Is Michael Michael Porter Jr. is having a hell of a season, right? Yeah. Uh, since, uh, Jamal, how, since Jamal Murray left, he's doing offensively. Very well. yeah. Offensively, I think he's yeah. only shooting fifty percent from three. Oh which, crap! I just know it's Dame time. He's shown me it before, and Jeez. he's got the experience. 
And I just, you know, we've never seen the Nuggets in the playoffs without Jamal Murray. So it's true. It's true. Um, he was like a leading contributor in the bubble. Um, he is shooting. Michael Porter Jr. is not shooting fifty percent from three. No, since Jamal Murray's gone. Oh, I don't know about that. But um, I, you might be right. Um, but yeah, he offensively he's been very good. I mean, he's always had the offensive talent. Defensively, not great, but. It's a hard one, because the Blazers definitely have been more hot. In fact, their last game was against the Nuggets, and they won by 16. Damian Lillard's Damian Lillard, but I think i got to give it to the MVP. He's MVP for a reason, won't go down in the first round. But, I mean, this seems, very, this seems eerily familiar for this Blazers team on the Thunder two years ago, when they were the sixth seed, and they knocked out the Thunder. Uh, no, they were the three seed. Uh, they were, it was a three versus six matchup, and they knocked out the Thunder back on really Damian Lillard's great performance. So, I, I, this is a 50-50 jump for me. Especially, if I was betting, I might bet against with the Blazers, since they're definitely the under. But, if I'm just purely picking, I think I'd have to pick the Nuggets, is what I think I'd have to do. Hey, we can disagree. Hey. I, you know me, I'm willing to listen to everyone's opinions. But it's, it's 50. <laughs> it's... <laughs> <laughs> Dan Dan's ears do hear everyone's opinions. That's Technically, true. I do hear. Technically, most does hear the opinions. It's fifty fifty is the point. All right. Yeah, I agree with that. And I, I mean, I'll take my fifty over your fifty any day. Right, I'm sorry. Um, but so we talked about this actually a lot since we talked about the NBA. But um, what do you guys think is who do you think is going to make the finals? We no. talked about this before. I know, but now right that the season's over. Still, uh, same? Still same. the same? Same. No, you know me, I'm too stubborn to ever change my mind. All right, I think I we're know. all the same then. Lakers and Clippers is what we're talking no, about. No, I said, said that. I said Lakers. I didn't say I that. said Suns, right? What? You said Lakers and Clippers. They're in the yeah. same conference. No, you said Clippers. Dan, you said yeah, Clippers. I, I said Lakers. I said we're all in on the Nets. Uh, Heat Warriors. Shut up. I think, fi- I think Jacob might One of Someone said Suns at some point in our lifetime. I said Suns. I think the Suns are all right, so yeah, I, I like to see the Suns. Suns out, guns out. I think those are the top yeah. three contenders. So. I mean, the Suns are really good. And yeah. the Suns is out. And you the also guns love Chris, are Chris out. Paul. I love Chris Paul. Point God. Yeah, All right, God. Jeremy, uh, we're gonna something. slice you up and give you some uh, some advertising time now. So, whatever you want to talk about. You know, intelligence is valued a lot in our society, right? We always want to be on top of things. You always want to be knowing what's going on. Oh, Ellis. Ellis is currently trying and failing to lift like 10 pounds. I think we should just have that noted. Um, anyway, but I feel like what's underestimated is being dumb. You know, not being on top of things. Being gullible, specifically. Because it's just, it's really funny. Okay? If you, if no one was gullible, who are you going to laugh at? Right? Everyone got everything Jerry all on experience. time. I know where he's going with this. Who, what are you going to do? You're just going to be living a humorless life. I'd like to dedicate this to Dan Fox. Because there's been two times today <laughs> where we have made the most obvious global jokes. And he fell he fell straight into it. Hey, give he credit, credit where credit face. is due. I made the joke. I'm giving said, credit where credit is due. And it's not to the person making the joke. <laughs> a drunk baby could make that joke. Wait, no. Uh, a, do- a puppy could have made that joke. It's drunk puppy. Is that worse than drunk baby? We're cutting out the drunk baby part. Why? Because I don't want to... Because that's illegal. Well, mommy, that's fine. mommy, milk and mimosas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fine. We, we can keep it in. But yeah, well, is a puppy worse than a drunk baby? It's not a You're drunk... It's just a puppy a re- worse it's, than a drunk... It's a question. It's a, a regular puppy. puppy. <laughs> I feel like we're already talking about nonsense, <laughs> so we might as well right. just discuss the validity of what's worse, a drunk baby or All a right, puppy. All right, Jeremy, get to the point. What were the jokes? The jokes were, would you like to say this? Let, let's have a simulation here, Ori. 
Hey, Daniel. <laughs> Who is Phineas and Ferb's sister? Candace. Candace. Fit in your mouth? Hey. <laughs> and then uh, we were playing Battleship, and I told Daniel, um, I just put it on E10. That's not what happened, you tricked me. <laughs> no, when we, were writing, when we were writing up the script for this episode, I just wrote E10, uh, the letter E and the number 10 in very large font, and Daniel said... What's E10? <laughs> E10? <laughs> so, I think what we've concluded here is that Ori has a 12-year-old sense of humor, and Dan just falls for everything. Yeah, pretty much. I'm very Danny, Yes. And that is my tribute. Alright, so now we're going to move on to our personal crystal balls. Uh, and talk about several predictions. These are all going to be um, basketball, except for two baseball games that somehow snuck in. Uh, let's start with them, actually, because Dodgers and Giants are both having pretty good seasons, right, Dan? Mm-hmm. Yep. I've been paying a little bit of attention. Uh, Fantasy is doing pretty well for me. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Dan, Dodgers and Giants, who are we taking? The Dodgers have been historically bad in these last couple weeks. Uh, I think at one point lost 14 out of 17, but at and the Giants have surprised. Uh, they've gotten really good pitching from Kevin Gossman, Anthony Disclafani, Johnny Cueto. Um, and they are two games ahead of the Dodgers at this point. But that doesn't change the fact that the Dodgers are still the far superior team. And I'm going to be rolling with the Dodgers in this really? series. Really? 14 out of 17? Yeah, that's at one point. That's pretty bad. That's really, really bad. bad. Um, because let me give you just give an example. The Dodgers, even though the Giants are ahead by two games, the Dodgers still have the better run differential. They're first in the NL in runs scored. Um, they're pitching, you know, Kershaw, yeah, Bauer, and uh, Bueller. So I'm gonna pick the That's Dodgers. That's ridiculous. Um, well, you guys know I have a rule on this show. My rule will be broken. I'm no longer. You know, last year I said I'll pick, never pick against the Dodgers or Yankees. The Yankees have lost my trust. The Yankees have screwed up so much that I've lost the rule. The Dodgers haven't, though, so I'm going Dodgers. Ellis? I'm also in Dodgers because of Jeremy's rule. Yes, uh, it's pretty much everything, actually, that Dan said, so not to be repetitive. Give me the boys in blue. Let's move on to White Sox and Yankees. The Yankees underperforming the season perennially. Um, White Sox, pretty hot rotation. Uh, Actually, Charles Rodon? Carlos. Carlos Rodon, who I have in my fantasy team, just got tagged up for a good amount of runs. Um, and Eloy Jimenez um, is still not playing, so that's kind of annoying. But, um, I don't know, good matchup. Ellis, who are we taking? Yeah, so as the best record out of, ever, out of everyone here in fantasy baseball and the most points scored in fantasy baseball, I think I'm the expert on the subject here, so y'all should heed my advice. And my advice is, as a Yankees fan, pick against the Yankees because kind of in t- spite of Tony La Russa, the White Sox have been very hot. They're pitching very totally good. Russo, their manager for the White Sox. And they're hitting. They've lost some key contributors, young key contributors. But that don't matter because they have the best record in the AL, I believe. And I think the White Sox right now are the team to beat. And they're the hottest. And the Yankees actually have been much better as of late. They've been catching up to those Boston Red Sox, those pesky Red Sox. But they're still not... 100, and the White Sox are streaking. So give me the White Sox from your baseball expert. Um, uh, yeah, the White Sox are sixth in the majors in runs scored, second in runs allowed. They have the best run differential in baseball. And one thing I really like about the series is the Yankees, um, extremely right-handed heavy. They have some of the worst left-handed hitting stats in baseball. And the White Sox are going to be throwing, don't quite know the pitching matchup, but there's a strong t- chance they're throwing 
Lucas Giolito at them, Lance Lynn, and then they might mix in Carlos Rodon, who has so why does that? Why does that? Why does that matter? Why do right well, and left-handed hitters matter? It's complicated, too complicated for our viewers to really comprehend. Well, in these no, 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 no. We jam salt. We are smart. Give us the right. general rule. Right. The general thing is that hitters are better when. The pitches are coming in towards them uh, instead of away. So right-handed pitchers, when they face right-handed hitters, it's a lot of sliders away, curveballs that are going away, going away from the barrel. And when you face a guy like a left-handed pitcher, when you're a right-handed hitter, it's coming towards you. Because hitters are general are generally better towards their pull side, generally speaking. So it's easier to pull balls that are coming in towards you than away, because then you're going to start to hook them. So, so that's generally So if I'm a right-handed batter, who would I rather face? You would rather face a left-handed pitcher. Exactly. Pitch is coming towards you. So what you're saying is now White Sox have a lot of right-handed yeah. pitchers. And they also have lefties. They have like Dallas Keigel. He'll work away from these right-handed hitters. Like, well, Stan's on the DL now, but like Judge and LeMahieu. And there's going to be a lot of rollover ground Stan's on the DL since when? Yeah, he went on the DL today. So, a yeah, little baseball 101 from Daniel, but that's basically why I'm going to be picking the White Sox in this series. That was what was so complicated. That was really simple. I yeah, mean, it makes you wonder the actual, how complicated, well, actual complicated things The actual mechanics of it are oh, I'm a sure, yeah. complicated. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure. But. Thank you, Daniel, for simplifying it for us. Uh, Jeremy, who are we taking? Uh, White Sox. Um, essentially, the Yankees are just on a bad streak, and I don't want to mess with them. They're actually nice. bad as All right, let's move on to our exciting playing games for basketball. Uh, let's start with the one that everyone's talking about, Warriors and Lakers. I mean, Lakers. LeBron versus Curry. I, this is going to be really fun to watch regardless. So I, I, I'm very curious to see who the Lakers put on Steph to guard him. Like, who would you take for one game? I still, LeBron. still Lakers, but Who, anything I mean, yeah, game. LeBron's great, but like Curry has been ridiculous. One yeah, time. but LeBron and AD. I, I don't think anyone. Who, who are the Warriors throwing at AD? No one. So yeah, I don't. Yeah, I think this is a big mismatch, but I, you know, n- never know. Steph might go off for like the end. It's one exactly. game, so anything can happen. But if the Warriors win, this will be the upset. Of, this will be like the upset of the years, right? Yeah, not. It's one game, but I see your point. I see your point. But if the Warriors beat the. Who's in a lot of people's minds the favorite? They are the. Title. I think the Lakers are still the favorites to win. Yeah, so it's and kind of ridiculous so, that they're in a playing game. So. Yeah, which I you gotta pick the Lakers. Yeah, I'm not saying I genuinely do think that Steph could so, do it. I think it's like eighty. This is a seven and Steph. eight matchup, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. So the loser of this game still has a chance to make it into the playoffs. True. Right. They, they play the nine they, versus ten. Yeah. Exactly. So. I mean, I, it's not the end. We will definitely be seeing these teams again in the playoffs, but it just would be fun to see. All right, let's move on to another Western Conference matchup. Spurs and Grizzlies. John Morant heating up. Um, the Spurs always a solid fundamental team, but this is an elimination game. So for one game, who are you taking? Spurs or Grizzlies? Ah, uh, man. I really like this Grizzlies team, but I'm taking the Spurs here. Grizzlies team, I think their biggest flaw is that they're young. You got Popovich on the Spurs bench. You've got um Popovich retire yet? Am I going no. crazy? No, okay. You got Popovich on the Spurs bench. You got a team that's vastly underrated. Like very underrated. Like Derek White. Derek White, um oh my god, why DeJounte Murray. Sorry, Derek White. This is team DeMar DeRozan. I think this team's got a very underrated team, well coached. I think Grizzlies' youth shines through, but I think talent-wise, Grizzlies are better. But I'm still going Spurs. 
Experience matters. Daniel, who are you taking? Well, I'm glad that you picked the Spurs so I could gain a point on you, and I'm going to pick the Grizzlies. Look, we're talking about a team that's 33 and 39. I don't care who you have as coach. If you're 33 and 39, it's hard to think of you as a favorite in a playoff game. And I think this is Jaw's time. Jaw, Jaw. And I'm going to roll with the Grizzlies. I think for me, for me, I'm going to go with the Spurs. Simply, it just goes down to experience, to be honest. They're an older team. They're a more experienced team. The Grizzlies are led by young talent like John Morant. I think in next year, I might go Grizzlies. But for this first year, I think you know, basketball is an experienced sport. I'm going Spurs. Uh, all right. Let's move on to the 7-8 game in the Eastern Conference. Wizards and Celtics. It's kind of crazy that this talented Celtics team is in a play-in game. But we will definitely see them again in the playoffs. The Wizards with Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook. It'll be very interesting to see what happens. Uh, but, again, it's not an elimination game. Uh, this is just a play-in game. So, who are you taking, Daniel? Wizards or Celtics? I am going to take the Washington Wizards. Really? And Over your Celtics? Bradley Beal is back. The Celtics are a mess. They have been absolutely falling apart. Can't even beat the Cavaliers. And the Wizards are just the better team. There's a lot of teams that are better than the Celtics right now. So, Jalen Brown's out. It's Jason Tatum. Kevin Walker just hasn't been it this year. So I'm going to roll with the Wizards. Alex, who are you taking? I'll be also taking the Wizards for everything Dan said. I mean, I think Celtics talent-wise, if it was last week, I would take the Celtics, but they're just they're probably the coldest, one of the coldest teams in the NBA. Wizards, on the other hand, I wouldn't say they're hot, but they're definitely not. They've definitely improved over the course of the season. So, And, you know, Brown being out is massive, so give me the Wizards. Look, between Beal and Westbrook, the Wizards haven't been a bad team recently. Like, it's, it's to the point that... I don't know if Nick Westbrook will do well. I don't think he really does very well in the playoffs. But with the kind of stats he's been putting up recently, I would not choose him, especially with Beal, who's also a star, so he's in the first round. Also, I like Beal. Beal never gets what he wants, so I give it, give it to Beal. All right, and let's talk about our elimination game. Hornets and Pacers. Hornets are led by the electric LaMelo Ball, who is back from a wrist injury. Uh, the Pacers have been quite slow, but DeMontis Sabonis has been one of the best surprises of the season. Um... And T.J. McConnell uh, has been this w- contender for six man of the year on the Pacers. Uh, he's been playing really well. So who are we taking, Hornets or Pacers, Ellis? Um, I am taking, ooh, I, I, you know, these are two of my favorite players in the league, LaMelo Ball and DeMontis Sabonis, facing, well, they're not directly facing off, but best players on each team. I don't know. You know what? It's one game. La I think Mello. these teams are evenly Can't matched. LaMelo. Even LaMelo. Give me the Hornets of Downsers. I, though I do think, if I mean analytical, I think that, it's going to be really hard for the Hornets to stop Sabonis inside. Miles but it's, it's a game. Uh, he's not a very good defender. Bismarck Biombo. It's one game, so I really think that the um, that the Hornets will win it. But it, eh, I think Pacers actually have a little bit of advantage. But my gut's telling me the Hornets. Sometimes, as George Bush said, God trust your gut. Jeremy, who are you taking, Hornets or Pacers? So from a lo- from a logical perspective, no, uh, from a logical perspective, you gotta go Pacers. <laughs> Because the Pacers are more experienced and a rookie in the first half game is not what you want. But I love Lamelo, so I'm going with the Hornets. I only have three words to say. Hum. Diddly. D. Give me the Hornets. Alright, we got this week's Wacky Sport of the Week. I know this is the moment everyone always waits for. And this week's Wacky Sport of the Week is Hobby Horsing. And... No drum roll. Drum roll, please. <laughs> Hobby Horsing. And I don't know, this is a very weird sport. And it's pretty much what the name entails. So, 
it's very weird, but it's kind of depicts what the name says. It's hobby and horsing. And it, it involves people riding toy horses, like you know the ones with the stick in the head, in a gymnasium. And no, they're very serious. They ride them for speed. So you gotta gallop with the toy horses. And winner comes in first, I guess. And it began in Finland, where you're buying the toy horses, you grab it on, you ride around, yeah. I don't, I don't know why this is a sport, but it is. It's weird. If I'm being honest, it's it's wacky. Wacky. I know, Dan. Me and Dan just on the same wavelength. We always are. Certainly a wacky sport of the week. Certainly. Certainly a wacky sport of the week, and it's weird <laughs> that they people find this do this seriously. So that is our wacky sport of the week, and let us now conclude the podcast. And a quick reminder: if, if you want to start a, a podcast on Buzzsprout, you can do that with your paid plan. And if you use our link in our description with a paid plan, you get $25 Amazon gift card. What? $25? I know. Crazy. You can buy a whole microphone with that, a very cheap one, but a microphone, no doubt, and enhance your podcast. So go do that if you would like. What else can you buy for $25? Or you search it up while I talk. Three. That is not at all what I, I thought you were going say, with that. Yeah, I thought you were just saying hour. Wait, also, also, subscribe to our YouTube at also. <laughs> just, I don't even want that. Also, also, <laughs> also, also, <laughs> also, subscribe to our anyway, YouTube. All right. Anyway. Anyways. <laughs> Dude, what are you going to do when Rutgers basketball fans are heckling you? <laughs> Look at that small muscle man! Anyway! <laughs> anyway! Subscribe to our YouTube at Who's On Top, that's W-H-O apostrophe S, space O-N, space T-O-P. Subscribe, like, comment, turn on the notification bell, all that good stuff. Also, subscribe if you want to just listen to a podcast and not see our sexy faces, which I recommend seeing our sexy faces, but teach their own. You can go at Buzzsprout, Deezer, Apple Podcasts. Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe there. We get it everywhere but Stupid Daddy Pieces. Also, follow our Instagram and Twitter, Instagram at what.podcast, W-O-T dot And there it's followed by social media managers, Katie and Alice and Ellis Espy. And we post... Good job, buddy. That's you! I feel like I'm just in a cycle. Alright, and yeah, over there you get some good Photoshop. You always know when the new podcast is out. Also, some polls and other stuff like that. Also, our Twitter is run by Dan Fox. Also, wt.podcast. There you get mostly Yankee shit. Plus, um, one of these days he'll actually mention when our podcast comes out. <coughs> Dan Fox. <coughs> Tonight. Tell us about the vaccine! Vaccine's out. Vaccine's I would have been every five seconds and making this the longest conclusion of all time. So yeah, I think that is all the um, announcements for now. Jeremy, stop poking me. All the announcements for now. And with that, let us conclude. Thank you for listening this week to our podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. Stay safe, stay healthy. Vaccine's out. Oh, I'm getting yeah. the vaccine. So it's About very out. And yeah, I know. So anti-vax for me. And thank you. Have a great weekend. Goodbye! <laughs> Goodbye! <laughs>